Moncrief on News Talk. Now, as you know, today Boris Johnson is, uh, or British politics, I should say, is convulsed once again with the adventures of Boris Johnson. For the past hour, the Commons Privileges Committee has been listening to evidence from Johnson himself as they attempt to ascertain if he deliberately misled the House of Commons over the Partygate scandal. A former political editor, editor of the London Times, Philip Webster, has been watching this afternoon, Philip. Good afternoon. Uh, what's the atmosphere like in there? It's very tense. It's very dramatic. Um, Johnson is more animated than I've ever seen him before. He, uh, he swore the oath, and then he embarked on what at times seemed like a lecture to the committee. Um, he admitted that he had misled the House of Commons, but he said, and he insisted throughout, that he did not knowingly or intentionally mislead the House of Commons. There was very little contrition in what he said so far, And he told the committee that they had found nothing yet that suggested he had knowingly misled the House. Now, I'm pretty sure that members of the committee wouldn't accept that because in their interim report two or three weeks ago, uh, they made clear they thought that uh, there was certainly a prima facie case that he'd known what he was doing when he told the House that no rules had been broken. Um, There was a significant defeat for Johnson early on when the chairman of the committee, Harriet Harman, said they were going to consider guidance as well as rules, whether he had misled the House about guidance as well as rules. And Johnson has has been trying to insist that he can only be held liable for anything that he misled the House on about rules. Anyway, she knocked that one on the head. As I say, um, the words of Dominic Cummings were quickly put to, um, um, to, to Johnson, and he said that, well, he had a motive to lie. Mm. So it's very tense. Halfway through these initial stages, the division bells sounded, and off they went uh, to vote on the Stormont break. And again, a bit of a defeat for Johnson there, I think, because the Commons voted by... 515 to 29 to back Rishi Sunak's uh, Windsor Accord. And I think Johnson was one of only 20 MPs on the Tory side who voted against. So there doesn't look to be any sign of a massive rebellion there. Right. OK, so that would that, that's a, cons- a considerable shrinking of the members of the ERG, at least in terms of the way they vote. It certainly is. And I think one reason is uh, because of Johnson. Because by backing him uh, in that vote today, it would have seemed to some of them that they were backing him uh, with his appearance before the Privileges Committee. And uh, I get the feeling that even members of the ERG, most of them want this thing behind them now. They're fed up with it because every time Boris Johnson comes back to the House and gets questioned about what happened during Partygate, the voters are reminded about Partygate. Mm. And the voters have made up their mind. All the polls suggest they know that parties went on in Downing Street and they think that the Prime Minister of the day lied about them. And uh, Tory MPs want this behind them, as I say. Rishi Sunak has had a fairly quiet managerial start to his uh, premiership 
and they'd rather he was allowed to get on with it. Yeah, why? I, I, I don't know. It's it's a mystery what's going on in Boris Johnson's soul, probably. But but given that he's taking what seems to be such an adversarial position on this, and I know the worst case scenario is it could trigger a by election. Is it just he's just trying to save his own arse, or, or or is it to do with legacy and how he's viewed? I know it's more than that. In in his soul. Boris Johnson still thinks he can come back to be prime minister, but he can't come back if he's got what would be an incredible stain on his record of having knowingly misled Parliament. If they find against him, if the House votes for whatever they find, the House will vote for whatever they find, but if they recommend a suspension of 10 days or more, uh, the people in his constituency, Uxbridge and West London, can have a by-election. They can petition for a by-election. They would do so without any doubt. There are a lot of Labour voters there, and he would lose. Um, and uh, he would then really be out. That would, that would be it for Boris. So he's put in hours and hours of work, far more hours than he would normally put in on anything, to prepare himself for this hearing, because it really is the last ditch. Yeah, and the, the, his legal representation there, have they spoken much? They, they're whispering to him. Mm. They're not allowed to um, intervene publicly. He's got a guy on his left-hand side who keeps um, advising him, or Boris Johnson asks him questions. Uh, don't forget, the legal representation is being paid for by the British taxpayer. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that hasn't gone down brilliantly either. <laughs> um, but no, the... Uh, the, I mean, it is one of the most dramatic moments in the British Parliament for some time. It, we may get a bit bored with it over the next four hours, but it was certainly a very tension-filled start. Yeah. Was Sue Gray mentioned? Only. Again, very interesting there. Good question, because um, the committee had anticipated that Johnson might say that you can't take into account anything Sue Gray says because she's going to work for the leader of the opposition. So again, Harriet Harman got in very early there and said, we are actually not calling Sue Gray as a witness and we are not using her report. Um, ah. So the, he, he was stymied on the Sue Gray point straight away. Mm. So as, as you say, at you know, four hours there or thereabouts, Will the committee be voting today or, you know, what's, no. what's the process? No, no, they don't vote today. Um, they, I, I anticipate it will be quite some time before they vote because they will now have to consider um, what he said today. They will have to consider his straight denials. Um, it's possible that other evidence will come forward. Again, Harriet Harman said there were some testimonies that hadn't been published yet because they hadn't had permission to do so from the people who wrote them. Uh, So it's possible there will be more information emerging over the next few few weeks. Then they will sit down uh, one afternoon in in two or three weeks' time, and these seven august people, four Conservatives, two Labour, one Scott Nat, will decide the future of our former Prime Minister. Yeah, it, the four Tories particularly, is it likely or possible that they'll come under any degree of pressure from any side? <laughs> I think these ones, I know, I think I know all four of them, they're not the kind of people to come under pressure from their colleagues. They are elected to this committee 
the Privileges Committee because they're seen as straight uh, and because they're seen as beyond um, ambition. So they're senior people. Um, they don't owe anybody anything. Um, and I think if anybody tried to influence them behind the scenes, it would get out rather quickly what had happened. So it would be a very unwise move for the friends of Boris Johnson mm. <laughs> to try and turn these uh, four Conservative MPs, because I don't think they'd get very far. Yeah, yeah I, I, I saw that Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, was uh, sitting there. Were there many Johnson supporters there? There are quite a few in the uh, sitting in the back there, um, scowling and... Um, and um, and smiling at certain points he's making. Um, but, you know, the, how many Johnson supporters are there now? Um, mm. You would think most of them would have um, also voted against the protocol this afternoon. So the numbers may be considerably down on what they were once. We know, who the, you know, we know Jacob Rees-Mogg. We know Nadine Doris. Uh, we know a handful of others. Connor Burns, who was a Northern Ireland minister. But... Uh, I think the numbers of true Johnsonites are dwindling. Uh, the only way they would rise again was if he did come back. Because so, he, he still has uh, undoubted popularity in the Conservative Party. Whether it will remain so after this afternoon, I don't know. OK, well, we'll find out how his run at resurrection uh, pans out. Philip, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Philip Webster there, former political editor of the London Times. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.